Hey everybody, C-Note here. Welcome to C-Note FM, soon to be dopamine. I haven't figured out the branding for it yet, so uh, that's coming soon though. So, that, and that'll be pretty exciting. I think there's going to be a lot of stuff. Um, there's a lot of stuff that I'm working on for that, and uh, should should change the overall, well, not too much the tone of everything, but in terms of what's going on with other social media channels and stuff, there will be other things coming afoot very soon. Anyway, uh, so today I am sharing with you the interview that I had with John Jones. Uh, he is somebody that is in, has his own IT business in the UK. He does a lot of consulting and helping businesses to solve IT problems. And um, what's unique about him is he has executive function disorder, which ha uh, exhibits, it's a type of ADD and it exhibits uh, problems with analyzing, planning, organizing, scheduling, and completing tasks. So he has a lot of tips that have helped him to stay organized um, and focus throughout his day. He loves what he does, so that's really easy for him, but also his partner has been vital in that. And he's got a lot of things that he utilizes with his kids as well who are experiencing their own difficulties. So uh, it's a really great conversation. He's a really good dude. Uh, and I think you'll really enjoy it. So without further ado, I'm going to stop talking. Enjoy. Drums, please. Might as well just, this is, I kind of do it like a talk show, like we just yeah. kind of talk or whatever, so it's no big deal. Um, but, I'm, um, I'm loud enough anyway, aren't I? I can be heard or? Yeah, you're totally fine. Everything's oh. great. So uh, actually, I can check the audio levels um, while we're here. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, most people seem to be using Zoom these days for doing like conferences and uh, Facebook Lives and stuff like that. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, I use it as well because... Um, uh, I do the, um, I'm, I'm bringing in a Windows um, tutoring course for people. So I'm going to be using the sort of webinar classroom feature that they've got. Um, I've, I've seen other people using it around and um, I do like the look of it. So definitely want to be um, investing in that myself. Yeah, yeah. I might be diving into that also to do some some teaching or consulting or anything like that. It seems like really, really easy. So that's pretty rad. Mm. Now that we've <laughs> now that we've gotten the uh, the the Zoom non sponsored uh, discussion out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, officially, welcome to the show. You're listening to myself, C Note, aka Christian Rivera, and John Jones. Welcome to the show. Officially. Hello. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, why don't you uh, give everybody the the spiel, uh, who you are, what you do, and um, you know why we're talking today? Well, <laughs> I can give you the official version or the uh, the, the mad version. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, in sort of in short, um, I run an IT company here in the UK in a little town called Biggleswade, which is about an hour and a half by car north of London. And um, I've been running the company for about five years with my partner and my two children. Of course, I don't get the children involved because I don't want anyone to accuse me of child labor. But <laughs> um, certainly, that's been running five years strong. And I, um, 
it's it's one of those things that I really enjoy doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but my partner's just come on board um, at the end of last year. Okay. I've been running it as a, a solo person for the last four and a half years. Mm-hmm. Um, day to day can get very busy. Um, I can sometimes see myself up at seven o'clock in the morning and not getting to bed till about two o'clock the next morning. Wow. And I start it all over again. <laughs> <laughs> you must love what you do then. Absolutely. You know, I, I am in my dream job because um, I, I see a lot of questions fired about where people say, would you do your job free? Mm-hmm. And the answer is actually, yes, I would. Right. Uh, because I enjoy it that much. Of course, we, we all need money to live. Mm-hmm. But if money wasn't um, needed to live, yes, I would do it for free. Awesome. Uh, so with the IT company, what do you specifically do? Are you uh, providing support? Are you um, helping people set up networks? What specifically are you doing with them? Okay. So my specific niche in the IT industry is um, what we call a managed services provider or an MSP. Now my role, I support both businesses um, from the one man band up to around 35 to 40 people is around the cap that I'm at because my business just wouldn't be able to support higher than that. Right. But I also help members of the public or residential customers as I call them mm-hmm. uh, every day. Um, it's broken. Please come help me services. Right. But around the businesses, um, these can be a pay as you go kind of system where people will um, approach me when they've got a problem and I will fix that problem for them. Mm-hmm. Or they will say, we want your support a bit longer term, and then we go into the realms of monthly payments to get some things in return that my business does for them. Mm-hmm. So, so in, yeah. So. Go ahead. Uh, you can keep going. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so I've been plagued with a bit of a tickly throat today. That's okay. Take your time. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> I basically... Like I said, I treat this like a talk show. I think we'll just yeah. talk and hang out. It's not no pressure. I think uh, a lot of people come on and they're like, okay, I got to be perfect and everything's yeah. going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it's okay. Calm down. It's fine. This is, nice. this is the show where you get to be yourself. You get to relax, drink some water. I don't know. Go do jumping jacks, whatever you need to do. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know. Well, I've, um, I've certainly become a lot more comfortable with um, doing online presentation um, since I started doing a, a, a Tuesday um, live event with my kids on my own personal profile. Mm-hmm. And what I do is um, the kids call it saying hello to the world. Right. And what happens is people on my friends list, they, they quite often drop in. On average, every Tuesday, I might see seven or eight people on my friends list come and join me. And it's a, it's a very simple thing where people come in, I announce who's joined the room and the the children will say hello to them and they'll probably blow kisses and wave at them. And it's almost like a a, a childish banter between kids. (laughs) And uh, it's really enjoyable. The children look forward to every Tuesday. In fact, they get asked every night, is it hello to the world night? And I say, no, no, it's it's next week. We only (laughs) did it last night, darling. So... Uh, my kids get super excited when it comes around to uh, a Tuesday to do that. That's a great way to integrate the kids into 
the what you're doing and uh just make it something fun. It doesn't have to be anything that's businessy, but it's it's good exposure for you as a person and your yeah, business. Absolutely. But, but it's fun for the kids, which is great. And it creates uh, traditions, which is nice. It's good for mm. kids to have that. Yeah. So, I mean, my, my, um, my kids thrive on routine because mm-hmm. um, we, we tend to, everything in the house is routine about being fun. So mm-hmm. we, we do have a structured household, but the structure generally involves fun activities. Right. So where, where some households, you know, dinner is at five. Now, this is at six, that is at seven. Right. Generally, we'll have bedtime is at seven, but at quarter two, it's get ready for bed and have a book. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, at half past four, you know, we do X, Y, Z with the kids. And these are generally things we do every day. It's not just a, as and when we feel like it. Um, because without the routine, my children would not, function very well because it's something that they're going to need growing up is mm-hmm. routine and structure and I'm a great believer of this I, mm-hmm. I was brought up in a similar sense that routine and structure is an absolutely vital tool to have in life and to start children early gets them set up for life mm-hmm. yeah absolutely I, I it's there are plenty of adults that struggle with that myself included keeping mm-hmm any kind of discipline and structure and uh, know, knowing um, how to manage your time because time is something that is consistent. It's flowing and you get distracted easily. And it's, it's, you go into a place where you start just like scrolling Facebook or you start playing with toys or doing something, whatever the child equivalent is of scrolling Facebook. <laughs> and, uh, oh yes. And, uh, and before you know it, time has passed and you're, you're not able to do the things that, that, you can do to take care of yourself even mm. as kids but as as adults as well and i'm sure that's been helpful for you growing up and and in your business well <laughs> it's it certainly um i do have my own challenges mm-hmm. and whilst i've got into my children's routines mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it's almost a case of um I, I am no good at following my own advice. So right. while my children have structure, I'm probably <laughs> the polar opposite. That's funny. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I would say that um, I do personally struggle with structure. Mm-hmm. And it's, a, it's something that I've always lived with, is uh, failure to follow routine. Mm-hmm. Um, it normally revolves around memory retention, especially names. Names is the one thing that I cannot get correct. Mm-hmm. I could be talking to somebody for 10 minutes, go away for five minutes to do something, come back and I'll call them something completely different. <laughs> um, <laughs> haven't done it to my partner yet. You know, oh, I'm watching, you know? <laughs> but, um, I think I know I, I would be out of my ear if I called her something I didn't want to. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a problem, but at least you have like a reason now. <laughs> yes, you know, it, absolutely. You know, it's, uh, uh, whether she'd believe me as a reason, you know, she, I've, I've got it right so far and it would be one of those. Well, if you've done it right so far, why start now? But, uh, now, my, my partner's very understanding for a lot of things that I do um, in life. And certainly if I was to get a name wrong, I think it would just be a, a sigh and a hands on the hips 
and the right. finger wag. <laughs> right. So you, you mentioned to me briefly when our, in our early conversations about ADHD and EFD, is that something that's been officially diagnosed with you? Um, um, or is that something that is uh, just kind of uh, uh, something that you identify with because of your uh, poor memory retention or, or inability to focus or anything like that? Okay, so the um, EFD, uh, the executive dysfunction or function disorder, mm-hmm. um, it's an official diagnosis. Mm-hmm. So I have gone to um, the the local mental health team who have psychologists and psychiatrists within the premises um, to diagnose these. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, this has only been a recent diagnosis over the last few months. Mm-hmm but it's been a, a very overwhelming change in life. doesn't right. change me as a person, but mm-hmm. um, the clarity of every experience that I've had in life, previous employments, school, um, relationships, mm-hmm. all suddenly fall into place. I know and that feeling. Just, um, <laughs> your life has not been the way you wanted it to be mm-hmm. because you wish you could redo it in having the new knowledge. Right. Um, but I would never change anything about myself because I've always felt that being me is exactly why people want to know me. Mm-hmm. If I was to change that, I fear that I would lose my social circles and my um, relationships with people because I wouldn't be me. Right. Uh, do you feel that's uh, that's been changing the way that you are approaching, you know, day to day life or your business or how you're approaching new social situations now with the new information that you have? Um, absolutely. I'm um, I'm an absolute nightmare for interruption. So when people speak and I think there's a pause in the conversation, I will try to begin to speak but then I very quickly retract because I realized the conversation hasn't stopped yet right now I listen a bit more intently till people look at me as well as if there's something that I have to say so before I forget it is it quite a common thing that I will now say to people which beforehand I would just come out with it but mm-hmm. now I can actually confidently say to someone oh before i forget remind me to right was something that i never used to do it was i've got to tell you now or i will never tell you because i will forget in the next 10 seconds right um so a lot a lot less people find me very rude or abrupt because i now have that understanding myself and i can help others by understanding why i do the things the way that i do them yeah, that's that's really that's amazing. That's perfect. That is exactly the type of story that I I try to bring out in this podcast because I've gone through a very similar journey, but with cyclothymia, which is a mood disorder. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a low grade bipolar disorder that uh, affects my moods. So I can go from a depressive state to a man- manic state in a matter of hours or days, or stay that way for months on a, at a time. Um, and it has affected my life, the way that I've approached people, uh, social situations, uh, you know, some substance abuse with drinking in my past and uh, things like that. But it, because I know that now and because I'm aware of who I am, I can qualify those things 
to other people while I'm having those discussions. Like you said, you're asking them to remind you of something or to reiterate something. That's amazing. That's mm. perfect. That's a good way of managing who you are and not necessarily, you know, falling into this pit of like, I wish I was different, but actually owning who you are. Yes. And um, in the last few months, it's certainly been a life changing process mm. over the last few months of setting myself up and positioning myself to be understood because I found that people didn't understand me. It would frustrate me. I would get upset and nobody would win. Now it's the here, here I am. This is how I am. This mm -hmm. is how I do things. Um, if this doesn't work with you, it's going to have to work this way. Mm -hmm. Not because I'm arrogant, not because um, you don't get a say, but this is going to get the best response and relationship for the both of us. Right. And that's normally the way that um, in a bit longer statement um, with people to help them understand me so that if I do do something that people don't like, mm -hmm. it gives them the confidence to say to me, John, you've just done that. And I really don't think that was appropriate. Right. And I take it better because they're aware that um, I may not do things um, as people would want to see things happen, mm -hmm. like interrupting people when they speak. Mm -hmm. um, my partner specifically will be mid-conversation and I may interrupt her. But what she's learned to do is instead of trying to stop me, she, she will listen mm -hmm. and then she'll retain that knowledge go back to the original conversation, then come back to my conversation and I will take that better than just you've interrupted me. That's very rude. Mm -hmm. And that, that's the challenges I see a lot now where an understanding my own situation, you begin to see it in other people's situations where people may not necessarily realize they've done something right. that might upset somebody mm -hmm but then I can deal with that better knowing the things that I do. So right. if I'm in mid conversation and someone interrupts me used to really irritate me. Mm -hmm. However, now when someone interrupts me, I, I say to them, okay, I noted, we'll come back to you in a second. Let me just very quickly get out what I've got to say and mm -hmm. let's come back to your conversation Right. I've acknowledged that person. They're happy that I've acknowledged them mm -hmm. and they're happy that I will help them come back to their conversation. Mm -hmm. uh, whether I remember to or not is a very different <laughs> story, but right. Uh, right. you know, it, because I now hope people do that to me, it helps me remember to help other people in that particular situation. Yeah. It sounds like really good communication tactics that mm. I, I, I wish the average person would employ, uh, you know, you sort of learn about who you are. And in your case, it's more of an extreme case where you can diagnose it. Uh, but there are plenty of people who have issues with what they find rude or appropriate. And they don't define those things because not only do they have situations where they maybe have, maybe it may have been diagnosed with something, but it could simply be the way that they were raised and, they could be more prone to interrupting people or not interrupting people or find certain things rude that other people might not find rude. Mm. Um, so 
it would be interesting to find ways to to share those qualifiers with people before we have those conversations, especially if it's something extreme. And in your case, and not saying it's extreme, but it's you know enough to be um, to be diagnosed. And in your case, I would ask uh, when dealing with new clients, when working with new clients, I should say, um, what how does how does that how do you convey that to your clients? Is that like part of the first conversation? Do you have sort of a, a, a list of notes that you go through with them and say, this is who I am. This is how I communicate. I would, I would love to be able to work with you, but in order to serve you the best that I can, I have to, you know, get my entire point across and then we can talk and basically compartmentalize our conversation one at a time, take notes and follow up later. Um, yeah. Is, how, how do you approach uh, communicating that to them? It's a very good question. It's since fully understanding um, my, my new way of life, it's also helped with my approach to conversations. So when I speak to a new client, I now go in with the mindset that I'm not doing the talking. It's them that has to be doing the talking. Right. I can ask questions, but I'm not there to relay information unless I'm asked. So I've learned that a question is now my cue to speak. Right. Rather than trying to jump in mid conversation, it's now a case of someone might say to me, so what kind of computers can I buy? Mm -hmm. Once they've said that I can then come in with the information that I've got. Mm -hmm. But the other challenge to that is not only answering the question, I used to try and give people an entire cyclopedia with the response. So it wouldn't just be short, sharp and to the point. It would be um, virtually an entire in-depth conversation, something that might just need to be, yeah, we sell powerful computers. Some people might just need that as a, as a response. Mm-hmm. Whereas I would go into the meat and bones, I'd get overly technical, I would try to explain everything because that was what was in my brain at the time. Mm-hmm. Now, with, um, with the help of a lot of different communities online, I've now learned that instead of explaining the in and outs of a computer, I just call it a computer. The right. computer you want does this, that, and another thing. Mm-hmm. If they want to know more information, they will then ask more questions. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> But the, the challenging part, though, is um, finding the make sure that I don't leave the answer in such a vague response that it just sounds like I'm not interested. That's the difficulties that I have mm-hmm. is where I seem too interested. I've now got to the point where sometimes I may seem uninterested because I'm holding back a lot of the information that I think is relevant. So gauging my, um, my new client is the biggest challenge that I have at the moment is fully understanding what they want from me as information, not what I want to give them. Right. Uh, and where did you, where did you pick up these tactics? Did you have to go to therapy? Did you talk to a doctor? Do you, did you do your own research? Um, particularly the, the, the point where you're uh, waiting for a question so that you can answer it. Um, where, where did you learn these tactics? 
Okay, well, there's two sources, and um, the first and primary source for me is actually my partner. Mm-hmm. Um, both our children, uh, one's age four, and one is eight next month. Now, the eight-year-old is diagnosed with dyspraxia. Um, he has got autism and ADHD as a full diagnosis. Mm-hmm. So... Um, and they, they believe dyslexia may be on the cards as well. And my four-year-old is currently under a, a scheme called early intervention, which means that she's under close observation by various medical organizations for physical and mental skill sets. Mm-hmm. But my partner decided to embrace this and she began to go on courses and modules and um, workshops to help better understand children with learning difficulties. Now she brought me along to one of these so that I could better understand myself. Ironically by attending one of these workshops actually originally started me off on my own journey with EFD because the the modules themselves actually highlighted a lot of um, personality and manners that I had. Mm-hmm. And that's when I began my own journey to see if there was anything that I needed to learn about myself. But going back to my partner, she's been on all these various workshops. And by understanding childhood um, learning disorders and um, sort of learning difficulties, mm-hmm she can actually begin to put these processes in place for me too. So it's not just the children that she's helping. She's also helping me as a person. And by picking up on things that I do now, she can give me the best guidance. Sometimes it may take um, four or five attempts for me to get it right. Mm -hmm. But because she now has this knowledge, she's a lot more understanding of it. Right. The so my partner is going to be the first and foremost to say that's too much information, that's not enough information, or the conversation wasn't over, mm-hmm. and sort of go through things of picking up where and how and why to do things. Mm-hmm. That in itself has been absolutely integral to my relationships with both new and existing clients, right? Um the second source is uh, I'm part of an online community for um, co- uh, client relationships on Facebook where um, I do ask a lot of questions. I absolutely hammer with the questions um, and the, um, the organizers of that group have been absolutely integral in helping me in areas that my partner can't because my partner isn't sales based. She's a customer service um, person, but mm-hmm. she's certainly not sales based. Right. But this Facebook community group, um, they are from a sales environment. They've got the sales history and a customer relation history. And they're very good at what they do. Mm-hmm. And by me approaching them and being very honest with the problems that I have in my approach two new clients mm-hmm. they've been able to help me by giving me the right advice rather than avoiding 
you know, I don't want to make myself sound bad. So rather than saying, I'm going to avoid this because I don't want to sound bad. I mm. say, here it is in its naked entirety. Mm-hmm. This is, this is what I did, you know, whether it's right or wrong, this is exactly what I did. Right. And they can begin to understand where I went wrong and give me the advice around that. And that, that is probably my biggest trait is honesty, even mm-hmm. to the point where I can be brutally honest with people. Right. Um, and that is generally, it can be my downfall because my brutal honesty can, can upset people if I'm not careful, especially if I'm having a bit of an off day and someone will ask me something, it will be a very short, sharp response right. of, um, it could be something simple as, is that an apple? Well, of course it's an apple. What else do you think it is? Right. And that might offend people, but my partner would understand that that's just a response. It's not aimed at her. It's not aimed at the apple. It's not aimed at anybody. Mm-hmm. That is a generic response. Right. But for people who don't know me, that would come across as very arrogant. Right. These are the kind of things that I've had to learn not to do, especially when dealing with new clients as well. <laughs> so uh, it, it certainly has been a journey. I will give it that one. Yeah, that that sounds like there's a lot of sensitivities, especially dealing with clients that you have to consider. And um, it's it's quite the epic journey. I mean, having it sounds like your your partner is your rock, like she's really great at um, being patient with you and helping you and really genuinely being a partner to you. And that sounds amazing. Uh, Definitely um, something to 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 talk more about as we go along. But uh, I wanted to ask quickly how. How important is it to you that uh, the other person, in our case, we're having this conversation, I'm asking you questions. Um, how important is it for you to have the other person acknowledge you throughout the conversation? You know, I'll stop and go, uh-huh, or right, or something like that to just kind of signal to you that you can keep going. How, how important is that to you? Or, or do you just, are you just going to finish your thought no matter what? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I can go on and on and on like a broken record. Uh, <laughs> so I, I almost self entertain myself while I speak mm-hmm. and don't listen out for the cues. So it's almost as if I turn off any kind of audible acknowledgement from anyone else till I'm finished. Okay. That's interesting. Um, and I'm sure it's I'm sure it's good when you're doing like uh any kind of video stuff or you're actually explaining something because you know you you keep your train of thought that way. I've actually I have to I have to write things down because my memory is not that great uh either not in that kind of way but it's definitely not good. So I I write down plenty of things while you're speaking because I am not going to remember them. I just know that I won't. <laughs> do you use do you use any kind of uh um other tactics like that? Do you write things down while someone else is speaking? Do you have problems concentrating on someone else speaking uh so you have to write things down or take notes or anything like that yeah absolutely eye contact is a big block for me um i can't maintain eye contact probably for more than a few seconds but what i do is especially with new clients i i bring pen and paper i do not go digital when i meet new clients it's got to be pen and paper okay because i will begin to write down things in front of them Mm-hmm. And what this does is it breaks the need for eye contact. 
and they can see that I'm paying attention by writing right. without actually having eye contact with them. Hmm. But the other side to it is it gives me the opportunity that if I'm not writing anything down and they want to talk and have eye contact, I can actually use the written content as a means of breaking eye contact. Right. They could be saying something to me, I'll look down and I'll nod while I'm looking at the words on the paper. Right. I'm not actually reading the paper. I'm, I'm just using it as a means of breaking that uncomfortableness from my side. Right. And I've, I've done this for, for a very long time now, even before any kind of diagnosis. This is something that I've self-taught myself to do. Right. So that um, anyone with, you know, if anyone is overly confident, it's my way of keeping them at a distance so they don't get overconfident with me when I'm not comfortable with the eye contact. And that that's how I get around the the barrier of eye contact with people is to continually, uh, continuously break the eye contact, but in a productive and responsive manner Mm -hmm. so they can actually see what I'm doing. I've done that sometimes too. And it, it also seems to slow people down a little bit while you're writing. They'll, they'll see that you're writing and they will slow down or try to simplify what they're saying because they know that you're taking notes. I think it's a really good tactic in general uh, for a lot of people who are especially introverts or people who are not comfortable with eye contact, which goes beyond anyone, you know, who has just EFP, EFT. Um, you know, it's uh uh, a, a big problem that people have in in client relations, you know, they have meetings and um, I think it's a really good tactic just to write things down. That's a, that's a good idea. You have a lot of really good ideas. You should really encapsulate all these things yeah. into something. Oh, yeah. oh sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. I went ahead and did it there. I jumped no. right in the middle of the conversation. That's totally fine. Yeah. Um, I, I did want to go into um, sort of business um, sort of helping people start businesses by giving them ideas and um, advice on how to do so. But I unfortunately would suffer from the shiny, shiny object syndrome um, <laughs> by seeing lots of new toys and then forget what I was doing previously and my business would probably go to pot. Right. And it, that, that's a terrible habit of mine. But certainly... Um, I used to want to mentor people to get into business, how to give them advice, but I do help new businesses in my area. Um, just recently, there's been a, another um, competitor started up, another IT company, mm-hmm. and um, I I said to him, "Hey, I'm interested in meeting up for coffee. You know, I, I want to get to know you as a person. Mm-hmm. You may be my competitor, but it doesn't mean to say we can't collaborate in other areas." Right, and that has turned into a a good business relationship. Yes, we compete for the same business, but it means that we can ask each other questions that we lack in ourselves. Right. And that is the way that I see it. I don't have competitors, just people that don't necessarily agree with the way I do things. Um, (laughs) But the, um, the way that I see it, though, is unless someone confirms to me they are genuinely 100% not interested in me as a person, mm-hmm. then I try to build a relationship with everybody, mm-hmm. whether it's a friendship, whether it's a business relationship, 
Um, not another, you know, interpersonal relationship because one is certainly enough. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, one, one man band in that sense. <laughs> right. right. One, one woman man. That's uh-huh. I am. But certainly um, I, I like to help everybody. And, but then I, I'm, I'm very sort of person that if someone's honest with me to say, John, you're not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. I'll shake the hand. I'll say thank you for being honest and, you know, good luck with whatever is in your future. I, I don't hold malice. Right. You know, I, I've gone through life and I don't hold grudges for people. Mm-hmm. So if someone's honest with me about me as a person, that's fine. Right. You know, everyone's entitled to their opinion and I'm not someone's cup of tea. I would rather know where I stand with someone than try to guess something that I might get very wrong. Right. I think that honesty and communication is important for everyone to employ and to be able to have your own boundaries so that, you know, like your partner would stop you if you're saying something inappropriate, Mm. you know, and, and it's up to you to not take offense to that and be able to take that as positive criticism, uh, which I, I, I think is amazing. And I think a lot more people could employ. I think there's a lot of great tactics within this podcast that uh, a lot of people can use in their own life uh, with from eye contact to uh, better communication with your partner, regardless of whether you're dealing with something as similar to EFD or, or anything else in your life. Mm. Um, you know, those tactics are important and uh, I'm going to have to uh, wrap up here. Cause yes. I don't know. I know zoom has a limit with its free version and I don't want to get randomly cut off. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, it's a shame. Cause I could have sent you a link from mine um, and then sent you the audio. <laughs> uh, that's totally fine. We'll do that next time. I think this is a good, good opportunity to introduce people to, to you and who you are. Mm. And um, I, I think you have an, I think you're, you know, I think you're, you're, you have a good head on your shoulders. You're a respectful man. You've got a great partner. Your kids sound great. And uh, I think you're doing well in life and uh, it, and your self-awareness and your ability to, to, adjust to the situation that you're in and not necessarily just throw your hands up and give up is, is a true testament to how anyone dealing with any kind of uh, uh, mental uh, health, health uh, mental illness or difficulty can persevere uh, with a good mindset. Um, So um, with that, if you wanted to kind of uh, give anyone a link to your website or where they can find you, uh, yes. So um, the, the easiest way to find me is to go to Google and search for Dr. Jones PC support. Um, <laughs> it's the very the easiest way to find me as a business. Okay. Same with Facebook. Um, if you search for Dr. Jones PC support on Facebook, you will find my business. And of course, I'm everywhere. So if you want to connect with me directly, you are more than welcome to. I promote people to approach me rather than approach me as a business. Right. I think it generates and creates a, a more substantial relationship rather than interacting with just the brand. Right. And I, th- I think you're a good man. You're a good person. You've got a good head on your shoulders. I think uh, it would be a pleasure for anyone to speak to you. So um, mm. with that, it's been, a, it's been a pleasure for me. I, I hope yeah. you'll, you'll have a good day and um, we'll chat again some other time. Yeah, absolutely. And, and thanks for having me on. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys. And um, we'll catch you next time. 
Hey everybody, thanks for listening to C-Note FM. I hope it makes you want to take over the world or go, I don't know, flip a car or something positive like that. Uh, If you enjoyed the show, please go to iTunes and give it a good rating and all that good stuff and share with your friends and uh, let me know how you felt about it. Uh, Go to HiMyNameIsChristian.com to find out more about me and what I do and uh, I'll talk to you and see you next time.